Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX, and I'm joined by my vice mayor, my co-host and friend, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Derek, we are recording this on a hump day, which means it is a good day because as we record this, it is hump day, and it is hard to argue with that. (laughs) More importantly, Jesse Friedman. This very episode of this podcast is the 100th episode of the PHNX D-backs podcast that you and I have done together. Wow. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, 100 episodes of Derek and Jesse in your life. Does it feel like you have spent 100 episodes with me yet, Jesse? Does it feel that way? Oh, it feels like I've spent a whole lot longer than that with you, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Well, <laughs> eh, you're not wrong about that. Well, this this podcast, all 100 episodes and beyond, is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, just in time for Super Bowl 56, and new customers will get 56 to 1 odds on whatever team they choose to bet on. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Uh, Jesse, not much to talk about on the lockout front. No meeting uh, no. has happened since the last sad meeting on Tuesday. But in in good news, uh, Baseball America currently has the Arizona Diamondbacks farm system ranked as number tenth overall in baseball. So I know they there has been some movement. Uh, the Dodgers are currently ranked eighth. Uh, and I, I believe at one time the Diamondbacks in recent history uh, were ranked above the Dodgers. So yeah, uh, their farm system has kind of moved around a bit, but uh, still much better as far as the other teams in the division. Dodgers are ranked eighth overall in, in baseball. D-backs are 10th. Giants are 17th. Padres are 21st. And the lowly Rockies are 24th. Shout out to Patrick Lyons. Uh, our apologies <laughs> for uh, the bleak outlook for that team as far as that's concerned but uh any surprises here that the diamondbacks are once again second to the los angeles dodgers in in anything actually yes um at least in this in this regard um i i think 10th is a little bit low for the diamondbacks farm system um just i mean you know a lot of different places put out rankings on this pretty frequently and 10th is about the lowest that I've seen the Diamondbacks in a number of years. It feels like Correct. probably about three or four years at this point. So I think ever, that's... Since, ever since Mike Hazen made those moves to kind of replenish the, the farm right. system combined with, you know, that that uh, that one draft where they had like seven draft picks in, in one draft or however many they had sure. an unprecedented number of draft picks in one draft. Right. So uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Ever since then they have been in the top 10. And now at this point, at least in, like you said, this is just one ranking. And again, it's, it's just a ranking. Um, it, it doesn't really mean that's where they're at. It's just what baseball America perceives them to be at. But uh, I thought that was interesting, um, but not, not nearly as interesting as I found uh, Tyler Motzik's idea for what the MLB players should be doing during the lockout. By the way, Tyler, that's Nutsack Motzik from his own Twitter account. Uh, He suggests that MLB players put on an all-star series of their own, live stream it, and play a five- to seven-game series. 
get professional cameras set up, in-game interviews, and behind-the-scenes access? Do large teams, something like 50 players with everyone having to play, would fans tune in? He asks. And Jesse, I have to ask, is there any doubt uh, in your mind at all that fans would tune in to this amazingly fantastic idea uh, that would never see the light of day, I'm sure? Yeah, I don't know if I would uh, count on it happening, but to answer your question, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think this has all sorts of potential. I actually, so a few a few years ago now, uh, some of you out there may have heard of him. Um, I think he's on Twitter. He's at Sully Baseball. He hosts the um, MLB at Large podcast over at the Locked On Network. Um, he's been a connection of mine for a number of years. And a few years ago, he came on my show and actually made a proposal where he thought that the MLB all-star game should happen at the beginning of the season, um, which is a little bit odd at first, right? But there's a few Mm. reasons for it. Number one, it actually allows us to uh, not base all-star selections off of half of a season or in many cases like two months of a season that's when most of the votes are cast we could you're really you're 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 giving it to them based on the merit of last season essentially exactly what you're giving it to exactly yeah, okay. yeah. all right um, so, you, that so that way you have an entire season of play rather than just oh this guy was crazy hot for the first two months now he's an all-star even though, sure. you know, a couple months later, he's really not that good at all. The other reason, which I think is the more compelling one, is that baseball needs to start with a bang. You know, you you would love to see the season start with just this big event. And, and opening day, you know, in our opinions, it should be a national holiday. I think in many people's opinions, it should be a national holiday. But I don't think there's anything quite like the all-star game. Uh, to just get things started. Like if we were on that level of entertainment from day one in baseball, I think it would be a really, a really compelling thing for, for baseball to put on. And in some ways that's kind of what uh, Tyler Matzek is, is proposing. So, and, and certainly if the players are behind it, it's probably going to be all the better than, you know, once major league baseball gets involved and then money becomes a factor and all these other things. But yeah, I mean, if the players are behind it, I would have a lot of faith in them pulling it off pretty well. I definitely like the idea of the home run derby kicking off the season because that's, that's fun. Very, maybe very just exciting. maybe just the home run derby. Sure. I don't. I I have a feeling that a lot of uh, players probably wouldn't be so on board with starting their season with a home run derby. <laughs> with the All Star game. Well, I mean, I feel like what you're trying to do here, Jesse, is prevent Jake Lamb from ever becoming an all-star, is what you're trying to do. You're trying to I have nothing this against is like, Jake Lamb. I no, have no, you could, Lamb, you could but... say that, but I feel like this is some sort of retroactive rule. You're trying to put like you know, like when people don't like something that happened, they want to change the laws. Sure. That's what I feel sure. like this is. This is you going but Jake, like Jake no, Lamb becoming an all-star. Can't let this ever is happen not... again is not something that I have a problem with. Now there are many, many Mm. all-stars from other teams that we could point to that. uh, No, I genuinely don't. I mean, I think (laughs) like, sure. I acknowledge Jake Lamb in retrospect did not deserve to be an all-star when he was one, but Hey, I mean, as a, as a supporter of this baseball team, I'm not against it. Other teams, however, you know, the Dodgers certainly have benefited from that over and over and over again. So don't even get me started on that. Don't even get me started. (laughs) Yeah, well, I like Tyler's idea. I feel like this needs to take place at like the Sandlot or something like that. If we're going to have this kind of game, I think that uh, 
the the popularity from last season of doing it at the field of dreams field was incredible you know like yeah. i didn't think i would be moved that much by it but oh it was powerful it was it like was, emotional it really <laughs> was and not only that but honestly it was a fantastic game like that that it only helps incredible like grow the legend game. of it right uh but the the big thing with me personally was uh i i have i, I knew people that were there and seeing mm. people's pictures from it made it so real to me you know like even seeing it on espn still portrayed it in the same light as like it being in the movie but man to see like real human beings that were fans that bought tickets to it and went i had such uh jealousy and fomo and everything all going on <laughs> at the same time of not being able to experience such a wonderful moment so uh i i've suggested this but yeah let's do move, more movie locations i don't know I mean, whatever, whatever it takes to generate interest in, in this game. But um, the Sandlot, you know, uh, lot or just in general, some sort of like pickup game style lot for this type of game would be incredible. You know, uh, mm. a park, even something, something ridiculous like that. I'm all for it. Um, I, I just as much as these ideas are fun and they can throw them out there uh, like we proceeded this with there's no way that any of these guys that are worth millions of dollars per year would jeopardize i think their careers to go play in a, in a kind of pickup game like this uh no matter how much i think people are are paying to watch it right and uh mm. that's you don't think that's so? really they wouldn't, they wouldn't i don't think to. so I don't think so. I think, I, I mean, I'm not, it's not to say it's because like baseball is baseball, right? So it's not to say there would be guys that wouldn't mind and they would come out and play. But I, I have a hard time thinking that it's like going to be the top stars in the game. And it, I have a hard time even thinking maybe Tyler Motzik might do something like that. I don't know. Right. Um, it, it all depends because I know these guys at the end of the day are still athletes and they, and they're baseball players. They love the game. They want to play it. And to be honest, they're ready to play it whenever, you know. So I, I don't know. I guess I'm a little torn there. I just don't think that uh, – I, I think a lot of agents, one, if this started to become a real thing, I think a lot of agents would get involved and stop their clients from participating in this type of event just due to the potential of injury and what that could do to derail your career or, uh, you know, whatever. I, but – I don't know. Maybe it reverses the pressure and puts it on the owners because the owners already have money invested in these guys as players. So do you guys want to see these guys playing pickup games at the at, at the local park, maybe getting injured? Probably not. So maybe you should get this lockout done sooner than later. Uh, from what we heard after Tuesday's meetings, the MLBPA is now going into their emergency fund to give out money to the players because they're not being paid. And, uh, they're, they're trying to make sure that when this season starts and they would normally get their regularly scheduled paychecks, I'm guessing that they're not going to be getting those because of this lockout. And uh, yeah. we're already in that phase where the union is starting to dip into its fund, its rainy day fund, I guess you could call it for, for this exact type of um, potential occurrence to happen. Uh, and, and that's kind of, when you talk about delays in this game and how long this lockout could last, that's that's a bit scary. That's a, that's a bit uh, telling as far as 
how long the union thinks that this situation is going to last. Well, I have it from a good source, Derek. I don't know if you follow MLB executive burner. Um, they're at hot stove oh. Intel on Twitter, mm. but they what, just, what, what do they tweeted, say? They tweeted. We're close per sources. They're so, full of shit, Jesse. And you <laughs> know it, but, but Derek, it's the MLB executive burner account. Well, I mean, we all know. We all know this is getting done by February 14th, so it doesn't matter. That's the day it's going to be. Maybe, done. yeah, maybe that's what they're talking about. Um, but no, I yeah, I mean, I think it's a I think it's a pretty fun idea. I I think players might be a little bit more open to it personally. I could see players. I mean, it's one game, right? I mean, they're they're out there practicing, doing things all the time. I don't I don't feel like there'd sure. be too much of an injury risk. Um, but yeah, I mean, the logistics of actually making this happen and finding a way to do it without um, like the sponsorship of Major League Baseball, if they really tried to do like their own thing, I feel like there's got to be some sort of legal ramifications of them like kind of yes, breaking yeah. apart from the, like yeah, there's yeah. no way this happens, but good on Tyler Matzek for giving <laughs> us something to talk about here in early February uh, during a lockout. See, so. this reminds me like sometimes when I watch a reality show, Jesse, I root for like whatever person is going to bring the most chaos into the show for sure. them to like stay in the game. Right. And like in, in, in this entire situation, I am 100% rooting for them to try this because of the chaos that it would bring to this entire situation. But, you know, we laugh about it because we know it's not going to happen. We know that there's no chance of them actively being able to do this. I guarantee you, though, when Tyler Matzik, uh, Matzik tweeted this out, I guarantee you there is at least one person that started trying to organize something because they thought they could be the one that makes this happen. I wouldn't be surprised if there's several people that actually in today's modern day and age of throwing events, having it be a big like ordeal where you could sell it online as a streaming, you know, event, or even go a little bit more old school and actually have like a pay-per-view style thing where people have to maybe buy in to watch it or whatever people would, I mean, People buy the most ridiculous boxing matches you can imagine. People would totally buy this just for whatever, just to watch whatever nonsensical event that this ended up being. But it really comes down to MLB would never let it happen. That's really what it no, comes down to. No, probably not. Try all you want. Try all you want. But anyway, um, what you could do is you could go over to DraftKings Sportsbook, put some money on the Super Bowl, win, and then maybe you could make this happen. I don't know. Do something. Create your own league if you become a millionaire. Whatever. Over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the, the possibilities are endless. And the moment that we have been waiting for since, since September is here. It's the big game. Uh, we are, what, like a week and a half now away from Super Bowl 56. I think at one point I said it was this weekend because I have completely lost track of where we're at and when the Super Bowl is. But I know for sure uh, we got a we got a decent amount of time before we get there. Uh, and that gives you plenty of time as a new customer to get in on those 56 to 1 odds using our code of PHNX over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, by the way, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Uh, you bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets. And if you're not a new customer like me, 
you get in on the same game parlay action. Uh, I have no idea what's going on, what kind of special fun bets they're going to have as part of the same game parlay on the Super Bowl. But right now, there's all sorts of action you can opt in on. There's sweepstakes. There's all sorts of uh, Super Bowl offers to get in on squares. I got in on squares over there uh, on the DraftKings Sportsbook, just like I'm going to at my friend's house when I go over there to watch it. So uh, you get in on all the action. Combine multiple bets from the same game for the bigger payout. The more Super Bowl legs that you add, the more Super Bowl money you win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code of PHNX and get those 56 to 1 odds on either team in the Super Bowl. Go Bengals. 21 and over only. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And yes, I said in this house, we say go Bengals. Um, Jesse, we brought it up on the live show yesterday, but baseball, a lot of bad. A lot of bad things happening. Not, not a lot of good coming out of it. But minor league baseball, still plugging along, still doing their thing. And giving us something positive to talk about uh, in this new uh, initiative that they have called the Nine, which is named for Jackie Robinson, uh, the number Jackie Robinson wore during his brief stint in minor league baseball with the Triple A Montreal Royals in 1946. Uh, the Nine is uh, it's a, a, a current... I guess you would say a, a campaign, but it's it's focused on black community and developing efforts with new national programming, uh, future special events in a coordinated and centralized campaign, uh, it, just honoring the black community and their contributions to uh, minor league baseball, major league baseball, everything like that. Uh, it's going to recognize and honor numerous black pioneers and trailblazing civil rights leaders uh, in all 120 minor league communities, which is really cool. Um, Honestly, like baseball and civil rights have kind of uh, had a, a big place in history together. And I think at times with baseball, uh, especially the black community has kind of at times uh, had their contributions kind of dismissed, you know, with the Negro Leagues and everything that we've seen in the past. But, you know, it's been just such baseball has been such a big part of of us getting over the racial divide in this country. And it's it's just really cool to see minor league doing something like this minor league baseball doing something. Um, it's it, there's going to be tributes and celebrations, uh, including Negro leagues, uh, commemorative games. Um, they're going to be honoring all the Negro league teams, like the, the senators and round rock Bradenton, nine devils, page fence giants, um, all sorts of stuff like that. But more importantly, it's also going to um, focus on creating new opportunities for youth participation uh, in communities, in black communities, especially where youth baseball and softball programming is either non-existent or or difficult to access. And I just, I honestly believe so much in this because it's so important. It's such an important part of the game to grow the game, to bring the game to communities, um, that the history is important to both baseball and, and the community. Uh, also, just to bring the game to, you know, communities that, that, don't have access to youth baseball programs and things like that. So again, it's, it's uh, with all the, all the bad surrounding baseball, it, at least it's a uh, really, really good step in the right direction. Um, and I mean, I know it's coming at a time where civil unrest and, and things uh, are, are kind of at an all time high. It seems like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's not a, 
it's not a great time in society. So it's great for minor leagues to try to be reaching out and providing, you know, not only this opportunity to honor pioneers of baseball that haven't had a chance to be honored and Negro league teams and things like that. But, you know, again, the, the outreach program to bring baseball to some of these communities. It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, and, and at a, at a perfect time too, I believe February is black history month, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just really cool to see um, some of these types of things happening in the game of baseball. I think, um, I mean, let's face it, baseball uh, does not have uh, as many black participants as some of the other major sports do. Right. And I'm sure there's a number of, of factors in, in why that is. But um, but yeah, I think it's just really cool to see efforts like this being made. And it's also there's also been an effort over the last decade or so um, to really try to bring Negro League history into kind of the rest of the history of the game. Right. The, yeah. For a while, yeah. those things were were kind of oddly separated. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Very, very oddly separated. Right. Just yeah. like just like, you know, racial relations used to be at one point treating it, you know, like 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 we're two different things or, you know, separate uh separate but equal and all that kind of stuff and it never made any sense to me all of this is history of the same game and you know it's important for it to be seen together and to be seen why like again this just kind of goes with the hall of fame stuff for me right like yeah i I think at times they might be embarrassed by the fact that there needed to be a separate league for players of a different skin color and things like that right so it's not the it, it's not the the thing that makes baseball look in the best light. But again, when you try to dismiss your history, whether it's good or bad, it just seems like you're you're trying to cover up the truth. You know, we we yeah, want to know the right. truth, and honestly, people people are okay with knowing the truth. We we get it. We know that it was a different time. Hell, <laughs> I find myself saying it was a different time about like 2005, Jesse. Like sometimes when I <laughs> have to excuse to people like television shows and comedians and stuff I like it's because just 15 years ago was a different time as far as what was appropriate what was acceptable and what isn't you know I I, I couldn't believe it the other day I was looking up episodes of it's always sunny in Philadelphia and and there were episodes missing on Hulu and I didn't know why and the reason why is because they were uh, in those episodes they played like super racially insensitive characters and Hulu made the decision to pull those episodes off. off. So it's like, and that, that's, that's, that's a show that's still making new episodes. Right. So sure. it just goes to show how racial relations and the way people feel about things, what people are affected by all of that has changed dramatically over, over the years. But I mean, we're talking about a time where baseball literally made people of a different skin color play in a different league. Right. And that's, yeah, that's not, that's not the, the most, in endearing you know history but it's no. still history and we need to we need to know about it we need to make sure that people know at one time that we were like this you know so i don't know yeah. again it's it goes to like the whole thing of keeping some of the best pl- players that ever played the game out simply because they are connected to scandals I, I it's no reason to say that they're still not one of the best players to ever play the game but Tell the that tell the good and then tell the bad and let them exist. Let the history exist. That's that's the way I see it. But uh, again, it's it's a really positive thing, uh, you know. And yeah, you bring up it is it is Black History Month, and 
of course that part of it seems like that that's maybe even part of the downside too is because it doesn't i don't feel like it needs to be black history month in order for them yeah to do an initiative right it's like, like this, oh right? it's black history month so you sure you're sort of yeah. obligated to do something like this right, right? like that part seems uh you know but it, you know i have <laughs> i have like some of my best friends in the world are black and they the first thing they'll say at times is like well you know like shit at least it's happening right and so like even if sometimes it happens during black history month or whatever that you know that that might be the decision by the company or the corporation or whatever behind it but at least sure. it's still happening and it's a very positive it's a very positive thing for minor leagues because again minor leagues just uh my, minor leagues have a rich history and i think that um to celebrate their history this is only going to help with that like like we've talked about before how baseball is this gigantic thing and those minor league teams have a history in their own communities. They're beloved in their own communities. And, you know, again, this, this helps everybody else a very positive thing. So um, kudos to baseball for doing something right, I suppose. Um, and of course <laughs> you can uh, find out our thoughts uh, at, once you become a member over at gophnx.com. You can find out our thoughts on all this stuff on Discord if you have any questions. Uh, this was actually a topic brought up by one of our listeners from yesterday's live show. So, again, you guys uh, bring anything to us that you want to talk about uh, as a member in the members-only Discord. We'll absolutely love to talk about it. Also, you'll get access to our writings. Jesse has a piece up, uh, as we discussed yesterday, on the April that was to be remembered in 2021. And everything else <laughs> is pretty forgettable. But you can check that out as a member over at gophnx.com. If you sign up to become an annual member, you will get access not only to all of our website, but you also get a free t-shirt over at phnxlocker.com. Uh, you can check that out. There are some amazing t-shirt designs over there. I still have to get my wife the one she wants for Valentine's Day. Uh, I'm saying that out loud just so I remember to maybe do so after I get off this show. Uh, but you guys can go while you're listening if you want over to PHNX Locker and check out uh, the shirts. And if you become a member over at gophnx.com, you will get one for absolutely free. Uh, don't forget to grab yourself a $5 sticker pack while you're doing that. Uh, also, if you're not interested in the annual uh, membership option, you hate saving money and you don't want a free t-shirt. I, I, I don't know what to tell you, but you, <laughs> what you can do is sign up for the month to month option and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Uh, but Jesse, I was in Washington DC. I got very, very sick, but before I got sick, I did have a very enjoyable time in Washington DC. Uh, and I was kind of perplexed by some of their very strange laws. Uh, one of yeah. which was in regards to the sports book. Uh, they did have advertised in the airport, at our hotel, everywhere, uh, that they did have legal sports betting in Washington, D.C., but you had to be within two blocks of one of their arenas, <laughs> right? It's so Which random. It's it like... became... Well, let me tell you. So this actually comes up now because the Washington Nationals are the first team in Major League Baseball to open a sports book connected to their stadium so it is open uh, i believe it is an mg bet mgm um uh, sports book and they have the opera you know it's 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 a standard sports book it's like a bar and stuff you go inside uh, i know that the diamondbacks have had their sports book window through caesars open as one of the ticket windows i actually right. placed a bet through there because i thought it would be fun to have the little paper ticket and everything so but that is merely just a window almost like excuse me, the racetrack uh, where you can go up and just place your bet. And um, this is the first official like sports book. 
similar to what they are turning game seven grill into. But I just have to give you my personal experience on this because after being in Washington, D.C., I totally understand why this was a necessity and why Washington, D.C., which is one of, from my understanding, the only state that has this weird kind of rule about the sports book. I went to go put a bet in uh, while I was walking around and I found the Nationals ballpark and I had a chance to go check it out, look around, look around the area. Um, I couldn't get it to register my location as being within two blocks of the ballpark. I was standing, I could touch it with my hand and I was still getting an error message on my app that like, because you know how these goddamn apps work, Jesse, they never know where you're actually at. So it was like, it's like trying to find a Pokemon or some shit. You know, I'm over here walking around with my phone up, <laughs> trying to get it to like, let me put a bet well, in. Well, uh, let's let's be real here though. DraftKings doesn't have any problems. It's all yeah, the other apps. Sure. It, it, Those are the ones not, you're that not can't wrong. figure yeah, out these, where they I wasn't trying. Are. I actually, actually, I probably should have tried DraftKings. That might've been my issue. Um, I was trying the apps that they were like advertising and suggesting sure, there in DC because sure. I didn't know what was allowed. And, you know, I didn't know what was okay. Yeah, was yeah. There. Like sometimes, you know, the the sports books aren't all in certain states. Um, and I had the same incident happen because I was like, we were walking down the street. We randomly found ourselves close to, I believe, where the Capitals play. Uh, that that arena. So I thought when I was in, and I had the same thing happen. Right. So like, I totally get it. And uh, and I don't know. I was looking around at other dudes, and there were other guys walking around looking like they were looking for Pokemon too. So I have a feeling I wasn't the only one struggling with the geolocation and how close I was to the stadium in Washington sure. D.C. It, when I saw this story come up, I instantly thought of the struggles I had trying to do it. Now I wasn't that dedicated to it; like I was out walking around, and I constantly found myself just coming across like landmarks and sightseeing things in dc as i walked around so it was more of like stumbling upon it and then being like oh i'll try to put a bet in and it just didn't happen right but Mm. um i definitely get with those very particular rules why it was important for dc to be the first i guess to be kind of in a rush to open a sports book when you have these kind of geolocation rules people can't be like rolling around in their cars trying to drive around the stadium <laughs> to put in a a bet or something ridiculous right like yeah i get i get what they're trying to do like they're trying to actually limit it to people who get up leave their house and go to a sporting event that's really what they're trying to do and and the two block rule i'm guessing is more for like you standing outside of the uh you know like giving you a little bit of leeway like you're in line out front waiting to get in or something right and you want to put in a bet it just didn't seem to work very well so i i completely get why there was a sense of urgency to get people in some place where they know it's going to work and they can even walk up to a human being and get a ticket printed out for them that's that's really interesting i so so is this part of nationals the national stadium is that the idea yes like, okay. I think you can enter into the stadium through the sports book as well if you have a ticket when the stadium's okay. open. Okay. Yeah, but it's like, you know, it's like a bar. It's it's exactly what Game 7 Grill is going to be when it opens up as, I'm guessing, a Caesars, because it seems like the Diamondbacks have a partnership with Caesars, so I'm guessing it's going to be right. a Caesars exclusive sports book. But I, um, I, I was I struck, I, ha- I have to say, I was struck coming back to Arizona in... Let's see, when would this have been? It was sometime last fall. The first time I came back to Phoenix, 
after uh, sports betting, online sports betting was legalized, I was absolutely stunned by how many advertisements there are everywhere, how many signs there are everywhere. Like downtown Phoenix is just like a sports betting metropolis. Like there, <laughs> that's just, yeah. there's just signs everywhere for this stuff. Well, so and it makes, it makes sense because I have friends from California who don't have the easy access. I went right. to Washington and Washington has these weird rules. So like, all of a sudden I started realizing what a luxury we have to just be sitting here and have my feet up on the couch at home and see a son's game is about to start. And then going into the DraftKings Sportsbook and seeing that they're offering a promo on a game I was going to bet anyway. And they're like, hey, bet $50 or more and you'll get a dollar back in free bets for every three pointer made done, you know, and it was like it was right. It was a, it was a no brainer for me at that point. Other people don't have that ease. And then when they make it complicated, you really don't do it as often. Right. And I think the whole point of all of this is trying to discourage people from becoming like degenerate gamblers. But it's kind of like when people were saying, if you legalize marijuana, everybody was going to be high all the time, crashing their cars and just being idiots. And then they legalized marijuana and none of that happened. And people are like, wow, look at that. People are responsible. And like, can use this thing that we criminalized and made into this big deal, right? Gambling is a thing about using it responsibly. And again, when when there are offers being thrown out, like DraftKings throws out and things like that, they they make it so it really does make the you know experience pleasant. But I mean, really, at the end of the day, people are, I think, more responsible than we tend to give us credit for. Like everybody thinks sure. everybody's gonna slip into some sort of you know, it's a slippery slope. And once you get whatever, no, actually I know a lot of people that once they, they, the initial, you know, thing happened, they, they bet a little bit, they threw some money around and then like it, it kind of wore off and like, sure. whatever, maybe if I watch a game, I might throw some money on it, but I'm no longer throwing money on like lacrosse games from Europe at three o'clock in the morning. Like those, those aren't <laughs> happening, but you know, it's, it, it kind of calms down and, and, you know, people can do this stuff responsibly. I understand. Were you, the at, were you at one point throwing, throwing bets on lacrosse games in Europe at three in the morning? Is that what you just implied? <laughs> I may have bet on Lithuania's women's basketball team to cover the spread during uh, some sort of international <laughs> quarterfinals play, but that's nothing, Jesse. That was You're not making <laughs> your point, Derek. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it's, it's all for fun. That's all for fun. Um, but like, I get sure. it. I get why they're trying to put these hurdles in place. And I get why they're trying yeah. to make it so that people do it, you know, like, Hey, if you're going to a sporting event or you're out, that's fine. But we don't want you sitting at home making the bets. All right. I can say is we've had fun doing it. And I know that the, it's kind of made me appreciate the ease of, of having it, but I don't really make that many additional bets um, just because I'm at home. And even when I was in DC and I couldn't bet, I fully wanted to get dressed and drive like across town on a lift just so I could be next to the ballpark so I could put some bets in. Right. Like, so I don't, I don't know what the idea there is as far as stopping people or if that's effective, I feel like it's inconveniencing people. And yeah, in the middle of the night, I might not want to go, go, go down to the stadium in order to throw a bet on. But uh, I, I do, like I said, I definitely understand with, with the troubles I had, why this was a necessity for DC and, I, I could see why 
uh, it's not as much of, of a sense of urgency for us here in Phoenix, right? Even when my friend, like I had a friend tell me like, hey, did you put a bet in at the Caesars window at, at Chase Field? I was like, no. He's like, well, why not, man? Isn't it exciting? And I'm like, but I got the things on my phone. Like, yeah, he's like, but yeah. that's, it he's like, he's like, but that's like a paper ticket. It's different. And I'm like, is it? Like, I don't know. I don't like, I didn't have the same rush by going up to like an actual sports book and getting the ticket printed out so that I had it in my hand because it doesn't feel that much different to me than doing it on the app. But maybe to some people it does, obviously to my friend it did. So uh, that's, but again, that's like anything. Once it becomes part of our normal life here in Phoenix, that newness wears off. And, you know, again, the advertising, I guess, kind of makes sense, but I think for the most part, people decide on which sportsbook app that they want to use based on like how much trouble they have and and you know the payouts and things like that. You get a chance to kind of try them all, and then you realize that the DraftKings sportsbook is the best sportsbook app. That's that's the flat out truth. I get my money faster from the DraftKings sportsbook app than I do any other one. I don't have problems with like, I literally on the Caesars app one time, like was in the middle of putting my bet and it changed the odds and stuff. Like while I was getting ready to press the button, I've <laughs> never had any issue like that with the DraftKings sportsbook. And uh, that stands whether or not they sponsor this very show. But since we're on the topic, go down to the DraftKings sportsbook app and use our code of PHNX. So that way you get 56 to one odds. This Super Bowl, get your money in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and get your 56 to 1 odds. That way, with your $5 bet, you will get 200, 200, and uh, excuse me, uh, $80 in free bets. Uh, not a new customer again, experience it uh, with our same game parlays, which is what I'm going to be doing. And I hope to win some money. I hope uh, they have some crazy bets. I've already brought that up, but that's all I'm looking for on the Super Bowl. Uh, we thank you guys for checking out the show. If you're listening to us right now, on your favorite audio podcasting app, please be sure to download, uh, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review, obviously. I I've said it before. I, maybe three and a half stars at best. But Jesse, he's like eight stars. So that averages the two of us out. I'm pretty sure to five stars, but I don't, I'm not over that. five stars. Actually. A little over five yeah, stars, but I know they can, only, they can only have five stars. You're a five star man. Uh, if you're not listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, I don't know how you're listening to this, but go over to YouTube, subscribe to PHNX sports over there. Uh, that way you don't miss any of the content, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the PHNX content. Uh, you can get us on Twitter. Obviously I am at cap underscore K man with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. This show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. That is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, we thank you again so much for checking out the show. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we appreciate you guys tuning in. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you don't have to drive to the stadium in order to put in bets.